I'm Colleen. Uh, I'm kind of one half of uh, Green as Fuck. That's the um, studio collaborative that Ian and I run together. My background is I came to landscape architecture through a, through an art practice mostly that was engaged with ecology and technology and radical politics. Um, after grad school at RISD, I uh, worked as a designer at WorkAC for a couple years in New York, and now I'm an independent practitioner here, still in New York. And I guess to give a little background about uh, Green as Fuck, our, our collaborative, um, we started working together in, I guess, 2011 to kind of like broaden our sense of the field um, to embrace both the like geologic past and then the speculative future. So I guess that's the look, kind of lens we're coming to the competition with. Looking at the competition, I mean, we're here in New York, and so our relationship with the drought is actually, at least for me, it's kind of more of this like uh, sort of like mythical phenomenon that I hear is happening, and uh, but I don't have direct impact to it. And the sort of media word of mouth is, is kind of a strangely vague, and a lot of it sort of seems wrong. I work... Um, in fact, I'm at work right now, so I have to keep my voice down a little bit. Um, I work at Nelson Bird Woltz, Landscape Architects. You know, I'm thinking about um, my relationship to the drought a little bit. And um, like Colleen, I mean, we, we sort of talked about this a little bit beforehand. Um, so I, you know, we're on the same page with our relationship to it in terms of it being this this mythical idea. Um but that does have real implications when we think about, you know, where the majority of foods grown grown in the U.S. come from, and like what all this water diversion um, is about, and um, where it's where it's going. I um, I used to live in in Ecuador is my only um, real direct connection to a place that was very dry, and I always thought it was interesting that that folks um, folks that I was living with there. And I found myself too, like you never really changed your water habits. Um, everyone kind of had a certain way that they used water and it didn't change whether the water truck uh, or water boat rather, which came from the mainland, this is on an island in Ecuador and brought water 500 miles to the islands. Um, whether it came or not, everyone just had the same relationship until it was just gone. And then everyone just like waited around for the water to come and then it came back and everyone just kind of resumed normal. Um, and I think that metaphorically is kind of how, how people work. You know, we just, we just assume that the water truck is um, around the corner um, until, you know, potentially it doesn't come again. I also have a studio art background, um, but I also studied botany. Um, so was always, always kind of looked to um, evolutionary um, history and um, microscopic um, organisms as my muse for for art, um, and um, and Colleen and I, I think started collaborating because we came at projects from I mean basically like we had diametrically opposed viewpoints, and um, it made for an interesting um, few collaborative projects in college, and then we just kept it going, um, you know, to today. I have been sort of researching um, like past responses to historical droughts and, and the thing that was uh, most striking is that the response in every case is just to leave. 
and um, and you know, like people just migrate somewhere else because they can't live there anymore. And um, and I don't know. I found that actually very radical and sort of interesting as like a nomadic tactic. And um, and so yeah. I, yeah, I mean, this is maybe like the first time people are actually trying to stay somewhere. Um, and I don't. I just kind of like bearing that in mind that like the history of humanity has just decided to leave every time this has happened. Thinking um, at the large scale and thinking about um, water rights and water movement and being able to track that. Um, this is related to the, some of the research Colleen and I have been doing on hydrofracking. But there's a company that, that came out of Duke called Base Trace. And they, um, they're all about keeping track of industrial fluids and their solution is to introduce a small amount of uh, of, of custom DNA um, that uh, that can be picked up by very sensitive um, genomic assays as a way of introducing something at a very 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 small concentration um, that can effectively track um, in this instance um, or in, in the previous instance uh, hydrofracking fluid which is, comes in the tens of millions of gallons, but I could see also being applied um, to wells or to like large-scale agricultural production where they put a very small amount of this liquid in and then, um, and then they irrigate their crops with that or something to that effect. Um, so there's some interesting technologies like that coming um, that are sort of part of this big data that I think will, will, be, um, will, will, will change the way we understand um, these large-scale systems and apply the thinking uh, that we bring to these projects as uh, as architects and landscape architects.